Good morning and welcome to Local Matters. Ben Rogers here and delighted to have two amazing people, public servants in our community. Mr. Ryan Barnhart, Executive Director of the Highlands Training Center. Ms. Stacy Baxter, Director of Operations at the Highlands Training Center. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Ben. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I know y'all are busy and it's, it just makes me happy. One, it makes me happy to be around y'all, period, but it makes me happy to have discussions about good things uh, of something that's been going on for, I guess, I mean, over a year now, around a year now, and, and had an introductory show last year sometime uh, with Miss Megan Spurgeon, and I would said I was going to have y'all on, and it's been it's my fault, my fault, but y'all are here now, and I'm thankful, so thank y'all. Um, let's talk about you all first. You know, I, I love for people to understand who is in the room with me and why I have them here. And, and I have people here because they're doing good in the world. And so, uh, I'm, Stacey, you're going to kill me, but ladies first. That's right. Thanks. Uh, so, Stacey Baxter, she is the d- newly appointed director of operations at the Highlands Training Center. But what did, what did you do before that, Stacey? I worked at Mustard Seed Ranch for a little over six years. And what was your role there? admin coordinator admin, but i did a lot of things you did and i and i don't want to speak for you but you worked a lot as far as getting people to events and raising money for mustard seed which is a wonderful cause right i do yes. wonderful work over there but you worked hard so what did that look like for you every day uh you never knew yeah yeah and i'm actually still the event coordinator for the cinderella ball oh i didn't know that yeah Another reason why I have the show, I learn things about friends of mine that I don't know. Well, and so, and you've done more than that, right? Before that, you've been in, you've been in county government, you've been in other things, and and you wouldn't have you not worked at the sheriff's office? Eleven and a half years. Yeah, so you know what public service is. Yes. And what you're in now is that's all it is. And Ryan, you're the executive director, and and of course you were in the position at the chamber. But what? So what, what's your background? And and. I know Stacy. She's from Clay County, right? You know, technically, right? Do I have to be honest? No, yes. <laughs> Clay County is wonderful. I don't. Ryan, did you grow up here? I did not. So, um, well, let me let me back that up. I was born in Ohio. Okay. Um, so uh, I lived there for a while, and then we we moved to New York um, in the in the late '70s. So I was born in '75. By '77, we were in New York, and I spent about ten years there. What part of New York? Uh, Staten Island. Really? I was I was living on Staten Island. Um, they were simpler times, but it was still New York. Yeah. Uh, so my folks were like, um, my brother and I. They said, let's let's get them out of out of New York, and that's when we moved to Tennessee. So I have lived in Tennessee for a very long time. Um, my wife and I have three beautiful teenage daughters, so they were all they're all Tennessee girls. Uh, my oldest is actually at UTK. Um, she's been there for for this. Uh, this is her first year. Go Vols! Uh, we're, as we're looking at Stacy, we'll get to that in a minute. And I'm a big Buckeye, so it, it was hard for me um, yeah. to to swallow my pride. And but um, I, I I can I can handle the orange and and white now. So. Well, I'm going to be. Uh, and this is what I do. You you'll you'll answer a question. I'll ask another one related. And, and if it's something you don't want to share, it's fine. But what took your parents from Ohio to New York? Uh, my grandfather started a church in New York, uh, and so they left. They went with him and um, and helped him in that. Uh, in that field, and and um, that's kind of I kind of carried on that legacy. Um, I've been in community development and, and public service for a long time, well over twenty years, um, and and a lot of that has to do with being a minister myself. So, um, but I also was a um, I worked at vocational rehabilitation for several years for the state department of human services, and uh, they're actually the one that holds the grant 
uh, that we received with Empower, so not to get ahead of ourselves, but uh, I had a lot of connections with DHS, and I really, really enjoyed my work with Folk Rehab, working with young people and, and trying to train them to get back out into the workforce. And yeah. Those things. What sets you up perfect for this, too. Yeah. You're right, and, and we're going to get into all about the Holiday Training Center, but Stacy, I'm not done. <laughs> you graduated Clay County, and you, yeah. you went to play a little sports, didn't you? Uh, no. I thought you played softball in college. No, I played co-ed softball. Oh, okay. I helped okay. with the women's basketball team oh, in college. Okay. And which college was that? Lindsey Wilson. That's, I knew that, but, you know, because yeah. that's where your child is now, right? That's where my youngest is right now, yes. Come full circle, and he is playing college sports. He is. Football. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. I've given her a hard time, and this is the last time I'll probably ever say it. Her oldest, Dustin, was uh, a phenomenal student athlete at Upperman High School. Great kid. Great student, great athlete, right? Basketball player, Upperman, my my <laughs> my school. Well, then her youngest, Blaine, and it has something to do probably a little bit with his father, who is my cousin as well, Danny, goes to Coville High School and becomes a star quarterback for Coville High School. And all the time, I'm like, Stacy, he's got to come to Upperman. He's got to. Nope, we're not moving down to Upperman. He's happy at Coville, and, and you know, of course, we beat beat him. Or I think we beat y'all his senior year, right? Or what? what it was one year, and I it, said, "See, Stacy, I told you, <laughs> you should have come down." But anyway, I, I say all that to get your background. But it's yeah. uh, you have a great family, two great boys, which you. Uh, I know you're proud of. I'm pretty. Ron, I'm I don't proud. know your kids, but I know you're proud of. You said UTK, and, and the other the other children are my, my other daughters. Uh, my middle one's a sophomore at Highland Rim okay. Academy, and then my youngest is in the seventh grade at Highland Rim, where my wife actually teaches. It's okay. Yep, that was the next thing I was getting to. So y'all are invested in this. I say all that because you're invested in this community. When we talk about the Highlands, I think about, you know, outside of Putnam County, right? We're reaching and we're touching those counties. That's part of the Highlands Economic Partnership. And really, it kind of extends even out more than the Upper Cumberland. Uh, some people don't understand the Highlands is in the Upper Cumberland, and it's too, but it's part of it. And so that's why I get y'all's background. Y'all are invested here. Uh, as a community member and what you're doing. So let's get to the Highlands Training Center. I, I, and, and whoever wants to start, what was the idea about creating this Highlands Training Center? Well, um, and, and you already mentioned it, Ben. I guess my background in running five different rehabilitation training centers for Voc Rehab, and that is specifically what we, we did. We taught these young people. Uh, a lot of them we worked with were young people, um, high school seniors, um, in the special ed program, and we taught them how to work. I mean, we taught them soft skills. We taught them, you know, the uh, how to communicate with their peers, how to communicate with their supervisors, how to take orders, how to convey professionalism, all these things that are lacking so much in the workforce today. Uh, and so when this grant came around, the, um, the TANF grant and DHS, we were awarded the $1.5 million dollars um, as part of that grant as a core partner, uh, Upper Cumberland Empower UC got $25 million and Highlands Economic Partnership got $1.5 million of that. And I, I knew right away what we needed to do, and that was to open up one of these training centers. Um, because what we're working with is a group of individuals that uh, are on government assistance or either qualify for government assistance and so the goal is to kind of get them off of the assistance and to get them back out into the workforce where they can uh, sustain themselves and their family and teach, uh, teach their children and in some instances their grandchildren uh, how to get into the workforce. So it's kind of a, a way to break that generational poverty is, is the cycle we're looking to, to overcome. Yeah, and I've talked about, um, and it's not always directly related to what you're doing with, with like break, you know, breaking the cycle of inmates 
and recidivism and they keep returning to jail and but they a program like this would keep somebody hopefully from going to jail right and because they're getting out there they've been part of the community they're learning how to work learn how to communicate with people um and so and i i should have stated i guess when we started the Highlands Training Center is part of the Highlands Economic Partnership, which is part of the Coville Putnam County Chamber of Commerce. I got all that right, right? That's right. Um, and, of course, I have served on the board at the chamber for a few years now. And, and when we started talking about this and we had an idea that the TANF grant was coming in and we we like, you know, what can we do with this? And the, everybody got together and we got with the Development District and Empower UC and talked about this possibility of training just as you said, those people in that demographic that can benefit from this and break the cycle of poverty and, and hopefully show their children that, you know, there are opportunities, right? Absolutely. And we're creating opportunities. So I already talked too much, but I'm looking at the cycle, how we're all together. The idea was wonderful, uh, and the board acted on it, and we got the money, and we're now – when did we start? How long are we into this now? So November of 2022 mm-hmm. was the first month. That's what kicked it off. So we just finished up our first uh, calendar year uh, at the end of October of 2023. So we're about a, we're almost a, a, close to a year and three or four months in. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, when I talked – I talked to Stacy some, and – uh, I don't see y'all as much as I used to when you were at the chamber, but I'm happy we have that facility, right? So where's the facility at? It's uh, on East Spring Street, just down from Chuck Johnson's. Yeah, and it's a nice building. And of course, I think there's uh, maybe a couple other things in that building, too. I don't remember the businesses. There's, but There's a home health. Center. Home health, yeah. yeah. Right we, we have the majority of it. It's state-of-the-art. It's beautiful inside. It's welcoming. Yes. Uh, you're not walking into like a rehab center. You know, right. it's it's a you're welcoming. It's a training center. And um, we're, we're utilizing those utilizing those funds to provide a building to offer these things. Right. Mm-hmm. And so and I want to get to this, the website and how to get involved with this later on as we go on the show. But after you said, I guess, end of October was our first year. So we're now 13, 14 months in. What's your feeling so far? It has been, and I say this to a lot of people. Um, what we what we've essentially done is we've started a, a brand new business from the ground up, um, and I know that it's it's um, government funded. I know it's grant funded, so people don't necessarily look at it that way. Um, but that's exactly what what we've done, and so. Um, we knew that it wasn't just going to um, be all sunshine and roses, right? We knew that it was going to take some time. Um, we the grant is a it's a three year grant, so we had thirty six months, and you know the whole thing is considered a pilot project. Um, and so within pro- pilot projects, we figure out what works and what doesn't work. Um, we don't want to keep doing something that's not working for these participants because the one thing Stacy and I care the most about is making sure that we're boots on the ground, we're helping these participants, that we're meeting them where they're at. You, you talked about the, the the facility, and that's exactly the tone we wanted to set. When they walk in, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these uh, participants we work with are young ladies, single mothers, um, and so they're nervous. They're anxious uh, when they come in. They don't know what to expect. Um, a lot of times they think, well, what am I going to, some institution, some educational institution? They just they're, – they're unfamiliar with it. So when they walk in, we want it to be inviting for them. We want them to feel welcome. And we don't want them to be overwhelmed because uh, we lose them then. It's almost like they're walking into a place that 
that, that would be a, 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 a job opportunity, a place of employment where they're walking into like, this is what maybe my office would look like when I leave here. Instead of, like you said, some kind of institution. Uh, I'm with Ryan Barnhart, Stacy Baxter. They're from the Highlands Training Center. This has been Rogers on Local Matters. We'll be back after this break. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money? if I spend it online or at a national chain store. In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom and when it's delivered it's not a box on your step they're glad to install and set up everything office mark there's no other locally owned office store in the region south jefferson avenue across from hardy's shop local at office mart welcome back to local matters ben rogers with miss stacy baxter mr ryan barnhart for there from the highlands training center which is part of the highlands economic partnership a division of the Coville putnam county chamber of commerce Good stuff so far. Talking about the Highlands Trading Center, you, and, and Ryan, you had, we had said before we took a break, a year in, a little over a year in. Um, that, again, the training center is beautiful. But so things are obviously progressing at, with every new pilot program. And, and I'm glad you said pilot because the reason we say pilot is if this works and, and, and we're on the way to making it succeed, it's going to happen other places, right? That's right. That's and so that's why it was so awesome to realize – that we got this grant, they picked this community to start this because we have the people here that can do it, which is you two and the other staff. And so with all successes, there's some challenges as well. So what challenges have you seen in this first uh, one year plus? Yeah, and, and I certainly want Stacy to chime in here too because um, for us, I think just figuring out what is successful and what hasn't been successful. I'll give you an example. Um, Stacy's got a really good friend by the name of Teresa Dunn. I think a lot of people know who she is. And uh, we leveraged uh, a partnership with Teresa, and we're using her. Uh, she's been in workforce development for 25-plus years. She has a company called Win Learning, and it was absolutely the best um, product for us to use with our participants. Well, when we first, when we first started it, it was about a 32-hour curriculum. And uh, again, uh, Stacy worked really directly with the participants with through this curriculum. And I think, you know, maybe she saw that um, that was a little too long, a little too much, a little too intense for a lot of our participants. So just figuring those things out. And so we've really we've shortened that a lot. Uh, we've, we're down to uh, about four to six hours worth of curriculum. And we've got other other great program services that we've instituted that, you know, make up for that. And I want Stacy to talk about those a little bit. Well, I think one of the biggest challenges that we've had um, is the fact that we thought most of our participants would be unemployed. Mm. And about 85% of them are employed. Oh, really? Yeah. So I didn't know that. So, so that's huge in itself, trying to figure out time frames and when they can do it, if it's doable online um as he said we've started another program called my strategic compass and it has a lot of the same things that my work ready has but it's a condensed version 
And so once they complete those assessments, we can go in and look and and see whether they need to touch more on the other soft skills and which parts they need to touch on. So it's kind of individualized towards them. What, do y'all have a thought on why this, the percentage is so high for employed participants compared to unemployed participants? I, I don't. I think it really – it has taken all of Empower UC by by surprise uh, to, to see how many um, participants were actually working. So as Stacy said – you know, we we're already dealing with the challenges of of, of child care, uh, transportation, um, and and all kinds of things like that. Uh, and now all of a sudden, you throw into the work schedule, um, and these these participants are working around those things while trying to complete these programs. It's been uh, my hats off to the to the ones that have come through our training center because they've had to earn that and they've worked hard. And a lot of them, like she said, were were already employed. So. Well, I'm assuming part of it may be because our unemployment rate's not that high That's here. Right. I mean, we do have some unemployed, but it's not really high. It, it, I'm sure it's going to ebb and flow as we go through time, and you may get more of the unemployed percentage come. But, I, yeah, I wasn't aware of that until now. That I didn't know the the biggest percentage of your participants were employed. And then I'm assuming their employers know, right, and they're helping them with navigate through that schedule and supporting them? Some of them, yeah. Okay. Um, we had one – young lady from Crossville that um, she was our first test pilot for online. It took her a little longer than we expected, and it was fine, but she did it, and she worked a full-time job and has three kids. Oh, wow. So so the flexibility's there. That's a big shift we made. Yeah. Uh, at first, we thought, we got to get them inside. You know, we got to be a brick-and-mortar place only. And we realized that um, in order to reach more of these participants, we would have to be more flexible. So we did offer the virtual. And it's not we didn't want to, but we knew they already had the challenge of working, taking care of their kids. You know, when we get home at night, we don't want to sit down and do two, three hours worth of work. Right. So we were concerned about that aspect of it. So when we lessened the curriculum and shortened it and made it a little less rigorous for them, that's when we realized, okay, we can make this virtual and make it reach a lot more individuals. I think showing flexibility is a testament to y'all's um, adaptability uh, as, as well and the willingness to make this work, right? And so – you have both unemployed and employed, and, and, and how long is a program? When somebody starts day one, how, how long do you expect them to be in the program? It depends. Um, the first part of the program is the assessments and the career path interests. Um, they can do that, I would say, two to three hours max, um, depending on if they're doing it on their own or they come to us. The second part of our program is the mentorships and that is where we have three key mentorships we would ask them to do, and that's financial, mental health awareness, and uh, interview and resume. Then the other two, we kind of do more of an indiv- individualized, um, whether they ask for it or if it's a career path they think they want to do, we try to set up something with someone in the community, um, maybe shadow them for a few hours. So um, it really depends that that if they work, it's hard for them to come in because the community partners we use, you know, we get them there during the day. So it's just trying to juggle both sides of it and make it happen. 
Well, before we speaking of juggling, and before we move on to the other uh, the good things going on, how many employees are there at the Highlands Training Center? I know there's you two, mm-hmm. and so how many more do you have? That's it right now. Okay, so we're we're kind of a two, and I keep saying I want to say two man team, but that's not <laughs> right. uh, yeah. correct. I guess it's, it, we're a two person team, yeah. right? Well, and I've been uh, we're we're uh, <laughs> we're we're attacking all these things. Uh, the two of us right now um, together, and we're kind of dividing and, and conquering on all these things, but. Um, you know, those those mentorships that Stacy talked about, I can't say enough good things about our community partners and their willingness to come in and take of their time and resources and present uh, to these participants. And, you know, they're investing in them. And without a doubt, that's been the most favorite thing for our participants when we do exit interviews. They say, give us more of these mentorships because then they can ask them questions. They can just learn about you know the the job opportunities and the career opportunities that are out there in our community. Yeah, I, of course, um, you two. And it's not because the chamber and the Highlands, even though a partnership, are making you two. We have a position open, right? We have a vacancy. Yes. And right. have we are we advertising for that already? We are. We're about to because there's okay. there's some more of our uh, program services that have shifted and changed. And I'm really excited to, to talk about those as well sure. to, to give an idea of why we would be looking to, to bring in another individual to work with us. Yeah, and when we get back, uh, we're going to take a break in a minute, and when we get back, we'll talk about that. But I, I, the re- one of the reasons I have this show and have you on is to let people know, hey, there's this coming up here, and you may be interested in being part of our team or, or being a part of making the difference we're making in the community. And so anything you want to get out there, Ryan and Stacy, about you know positions opening, programs, and stuff like that, and then obviously – before we leave today and uh, this morning, we're going to talk about how someone can enroll if they're interested in the training center and the programs offered um, through you all and Empower UC, how they can get in and, and apply for that. So this has been Rogers here on Local Matters with Ryan Barnhart, Executive Director of Highlands Training Center, and Stacy Baxter, the Director of Operations at the Highlands Training Center. We'll be back after this break. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers here. Ryan Barnhart and Stacy Baxter from the Highlands Training Center are my guests today. So we were talking, and Stacy, you said something last segment. I want to just extend a little further. Uh, the, there's three things that you're looking at, or three things you're doing, uh, are part of the um, one of them's assessments, and then career paths. When you're looking and talking to these students and the and participants. And you're looking at the career path. What's some of the things they bring up to you that they would like to do? I mean, is, is it is it normal off the wall? Or is it all over the place? It's all over the place. Um, there are a few that think they want to work from home. Um, we've had several actually that want to go back to school, whether it's Fall State, Tech, or TCATS. Um, healthcare has been one. Um, any kind of admin work in offices, which we did have a girl that graduated from our first group that uh, is working at Upper Cumberland Family Physicians. Um, She's still there and she loves it. Good. Um, So another one was hired by Silver Angels, um, the the home health care. Yeah. That lady actually came in and did a mentorship with a group of them. Mm -hmm. And so she applied later that day. Yeah. That's awesome. These are some really good stories. So, you know, you're, you you two now, especially since you're the only ones there, and we'll get back to that in a minute, but you're not only trying to 
you're really getting personal with these folks, right? You have to. You have to. You, yeah, you have to know what they're, what makes them happy, what drives them, what do they want out of life, and you're learning all this. And you know, uh, it, to handle that or to be uh, helpful in that, is it life experience you rely on when you talk to them? I guess because you've been there, done that. I'm not saying you're old, Stacy. <laughs> Don't give me that glare. But you're relying on your background, right? Some of well, the- I I think yes. Being a single mom myself, um, not only that, but just from all the things that I've done in the community, I've lived in Cookville for 33 years, and I've been involved whether it's through my kids' sports. Um, I was on the Relay for Life committee, on the Susan G. Coleman committee, um, of course, Mustard Seed. I've worked with special ed at the high school, so I've kind of had my hands in a lot. Yeah. Um, But back to what he was saying earlier about us trying to do the online thing, the one good thing about them coming to us is you can get to know them better and they will open up to you more after meeting with them for a little bit because a lot of them are guarded and they don't want to ask for help or they think that they don't deserve help or they're just embarrassed. And so... Uh, right quick, I know exactly what you're talking about because I do a lot of training in my career. And when COVID hit, you know, we went to Zoom or Teams, whatever people were using, and that's how we delivered our training. And we just noticed this fall off of responses and, and interaction. And, and as soon as we could get out of the pandemic where we were safe enough to get back together, that's when our elected officials and their employees ask more questions. They they learn more. They benefit more by being in person. Nothing against Zoom because well, I'm doing one uh, uh, next week. Actually, the next three weeks I'm doing one, one hour and a half session for statewide. The people get on Zoom, and it's it's good to get information out. But as far as that additional, how does this apply to me? Mm-hmm. Kind of top topic or situation. It's hard to do that. So with your background, you don't have that barrier. You're helping people, and I, I think that's great. Y'all are doing great. Thanks. Thanks. The, the two two, and of course, let's get back right quick. Sure. You said there's some program shifts. You're looking for maybe some additional folks, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let and let me just real briefly t- touch on the, the program shifts. Before I do, and he's not going to like this, but let me just say Ben Rogers has been one of the biggest supporters of the Highlands Training Center, and uh, and, and he's getting aggravated at me. <laughs> but we, we wouldn't be where we're at right now without Ben Rogers. So I just had to throw that out there. Thank now, you, Ron. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Back to the program shifts. Um, Stacy's talked about the curriculum and the mentorships. Another big thing we've opened up is what we call workshops. Um, these are different from mentorships. They're, they're similar in some ways. We bring in community leaders and community members to talk to our participants, but the mentorships is more of a one-on-one, one-on-two setting. It's more of an intimate setting. The workshops opened up for a larger audience. So we just had our first major workshop last January, last, uh, last at the end Wednesday. of January, yeah. last week, 31st. January the 31st. We had, Stacy, give them the number. We had 24 that signed up and 21 actually showed up. But that's open to any Empower participant. It's not yep. actually ones that just come to us. It's for any of them. Okay. So that honestly is a huge turnout yeah. that many yeah. showed. So the mentor side of it, too, uh, I'm 43 years old. Um, I've, I've been in a position to be a mentor in certain cases with my career with new employees or somebody going through leadership. And the people may not people may underestimate the value of a mentor, right? You said one one on one or one two, yeah. you know, to one on two or one to two. 
that belief that some a mentor can put into somebody, that mental and that um, the the heart. I said getting getting your feels here. The heart belief that somebody can learn or, or or take from a mentorship is you can't put a price tag on it. No, you can't put training hours on it. You can't do anything and have a measurement other than see that you believe a mentor is is showing belief in a person. Finding out what motivates them, you know, what are their weaknesses? Well, let's improve on that. What are their strengths? Well, let's take that further. I think that's huge. And I, does this program exist? I mean, does it succeed without that? Absolutely not. And I can't, I can't say it enough. I mean, this has been the one piece of our training center that our participants have enjoyed the most. And we don't exist without our community partners coming in and, and helping us. Again, let me say this. They're, they're, they're not getting any money for it. They're not getting paid for it. They're donating of their time and their resources to make this uh, impactful. And the impact that they are having on each individual, uh, we have seen that to be uh, the greatest part of the Highlands Training Center. So absolutely, you're, you're spot on. Without that, we don't exist. What kind of team members are you all looking to add? Like what personality-wise, ex- career um, Georgia fan. No. <laughs> Georgia fan. Um, no, I'm just kidding. For you Georgia Bulldog fans, it's you have a right to, you know, your opinion, even though you're in Tennessee. Um, what what kind of team members y'all looking for? I mean, yeah, you, you ha- you're going to work with these people every day or what kind of what type of person you want to see? Yeah. We we just we need someone who is that we can trust, mm-hmm. right? Because um there's a lot of responsibility to our positions. Um, but you know, it's not something that we want to sit and have to um, point out every little thing that needs to be done. We need someone who can catch on quickly. Um, we're we're going to be starting placement services, and hopefully sometime in the near future, maybe, Ben, we can come back on because there's so much more that, that we're doing that I'd love to, to tell everybody about. Um, and one of those things is, is helping um, get those empower participants that aren't working into a career. And so the Highlands Training Center is going to pick up what we call placement services and actually make that happen. Because right now they're kind of getting at the very end, um, they're kind of slipping through the cracks a little bit. We're not really sure where they're going to get those jobs or if they're following through on their job interviews that they have. So we're going to be there to make sure that they are following through on those things and actually getting into our community in in these careers. I I think that's wonderful. to give somebody the chance to better themselves and find the, that career they're looking for. And, you know, there, there may be a case, and you may have seen it in the year plus, where somebody picked a career they're interested in, maybe got into it, and then come back and say, you know what, I want to do that. Have you all seen any of that? that where they yeah. kind of changed their minds? Yeah. I, I, well, one of them that um, went through our program and went into health care, she said she likes her job, but she doesn't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually has a desire to – possibly be a park ranger so i reached out to a contact i had at cummins falls and so she met with her for about three or four hours one day and kind of shadowed her see what all it would entail and what she needed to do so they do change their mind yeah and that's awesome that you of course listen stacy i know you're connected right (laughs) (laughs) i mean the connections you have are great and it's and you're using them to to help those that you're working with and i think that's awesome that you can pick up the phone and say hey i got somebody here um and it, that helps that participant believe in you, right? So they yeah. believe in what you're doing. You're there to help. You're not shutting them out. You're not giving up on them. Yeah, and that's been one of the things that that, that most of them have struggled with when they come to us is their confidence. Mm-hmm. Whether it's they didn't feel like they belonged or 
I don't really know what word I'm looking for. Just they just felt didn't feel like they were on the level as most right. other people. Right. And when they came to us, just talking to them and putting back into them and letting them know they can do anything they set their mind to, then you know they they've still I still get text messages saying thank you. You know I did, I went this next step just because of what you guys helped me with. Yeah, so. I mean. You know, she's the social capital queen. That's mm-hmm. what I call her. Oh, yeah. You know, she knows everyone and connected everyone. And, and to be able to reach out and connect the dots and make those connections, you know, to, to help these participants, that's what we're looking for, right? And we don't want to deceive people. When, when we say 80-plus percent are, 80 percent are working already, how many do you think are actually happy in the positions they're in, right? right. So you probably – Not many. Uh, uh, maybe 20% of them. Right. So there's always opportunities for them to to find out, oh, well, this career path's available. You know, I can yeah. do – not that we're looking to take them out of the jobs they're in, but, you know, it's just inevitable for a lot of them that they want to better themselves and, and find different positions. So if somebody's interested in, in being a participant, how, what do they need to do? I would say they need to go to empoweruc.com. EmpowerUpperCumberland.org. That's the website where they sign up to be uh, as as a referral for okay. for Empower UC. And then from there, they'll get assigned if they if they qualify and they get into the program, they'll get assigned a case manager, which they're called navigators. And the navigator will then decide what's the next step for them. In a lot of instances, that's the Highlands Training Center. Perfect. How many have y'all went had come through participants? We I'd say close to 30. Yeah, I was going to say. That's Between awesome. 30 yeah. and 35. That's awesome. Great. And it's not slowing down. It's moving on. No, it's, no. it's picking up. It's really Good. it's coming around now. We're really excited about what the future holds. Good. Before we leave, i got another Super Bowl prediction. Stacy. I don't like either one, but I guess since people think my youngest child looks like Travis Kelsey, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. <laughs> All right. You got a score prediction? You're just saying they're going to win. Um, I will say – They'll win by 14. 14, wow. Ron? So I'm a lifelong Cleveland Browns fan. We have never been to a Super Bowl. Um, But I go back to the 80s. I remember Joe Montana, Jerry Rice. So I'm just going to go with a little nostalgia there, go with my heart and say Niners uh, 24-17. I like it. I like it. Thank you all both so much for being here. Great. Wonderful people I'm sitting with, Ryan Barnhart, Stacey Baxter, Thailand's Training Center, doing great work and helping those that are wanting to help themselves, and I, I just love that. Uh, folks, remember, it's always easier to smile. It is a frown. Make somebody's day. Go bless somebody. Be kind to one another. Hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.